Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, Dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger Podcast. So I am coming at you with a solo episode today, okay? And it is one of the most requested topics. I get requests to do this topic on DMs almost on a daily basis. So I'm really excited to do a deep dive into all things wellness. So today's episode will go over everything from my habits, nutrition, supplements, literally a 101 on all things wellness. And I hope you guys take a lot away from it. Before we dive into the episode, let's go over this week's review. It comes to us from Jay Taylor, and they say, one of the best podcasts. This is one of my favorite podcasts as a business owner, entrepreneur, and creative myself. I really enjoy listening to all of Sif's guests. They bring so much to the table. They are a wealth of knowledge as she is. I can't wait every Tuesday for her podcast. I listen to it on my walk. Keep up the good work. Can't wait to hear more. This is such a nice review. And you guys, if you do have two seconds, please, please rate and review the show. All you have to do is open the Apple podcast app, scroll down to where it says rate and review the show. If you feel like I've deserved it, leave me a five-star rating. And in the review section, please tell me what you want to hear more of, okay? Especially when I'm doing these solo episodes, it really helps me understand what you guys want to hear about, whether it's things like wellness, which is honestly like it's a topic that you guys requested to anything that comes to mind. And obviously let me know what guests you want to see more of, who your favorite guests have been, topics you care about. It really helps me show up as a great host and continue to improve so I can continue to bring you even better content, which is what I'm so committed to. So if you do have a second, please take a moment to do that. All right. So I'm not going to do a hot tip this week because this episode is filled with many hot tips. I mean, it goes over literally all my like daily things. So with that, let's just dive right into it. I have a few notes here and I kind of put it on my stories and asked you guys to send in questions as well. So I've kind of structured my episode with those questions and topics in mind. So I'm going to kick off the show by talking about workouts because that is something I get a lot of questions on. So I resistance train. So in the gym with heavy weights three times a week and I do Pilates two times a week. Right now, over the last month, I've been a little bit off my game. In October, I got sick with the flu for about, I was down for honestly two weeks. And so in that period of time, I was off my regular workout schedule. And then I had a little bit of travel, but typically it's three times a week resistance training, two times a week Pilates. So in terms of resistance training, I follow the Brett Contreras plan. So Brett Contreras, I I'm obsessed with his work. I've been following his plan since May and every month it's a new routine. So you're never really bored and it really helps with strength building. Like I cannot explain to you 
how amazing it feels to like be able to lift the kind of weights that I've been lifting, it really feels like an accomplishment. Now, of course, if you aren't familiar with the benefits of resistance training for women, I'm just going to put it out there really quickly. You will not become bulky or puffy. It's just the amount of testosterone we need to look masculine and really bulked up. It's just not what most of us have. So if you are a woman and you are, you know, a little bit hesitant to weightlift because you're scared you're going to bulk up, that's not going to happen. Instead, what you're going to do is build lean, beautiful muscles and you're going to be able to do really cool shit. Like it's so nice to not have to ask for help to lift things. You know, I was traveling from LA back to Toronto basically. And I had suitcases and I was so happy because I was able to carry these like really heavy suitcases down the stairs. And it was all because I've been really, really at it when it comes to weight training. So it feels really good, you guys. And I pair it with Pilates. I typically do the Pilates class. And the reason I pair it with Pilates is because A, I love Pilates. B, it's also really, really good for mobility and it just challenges your body in a different kind of way. So that is basically my workout routine. I always do my workouts first thing in the morning, think between 7 to 7.30 a.m. And the reason I do this is because I have the most energy in the morning. Of course, like this is not a cut and dry that everyone should do, but that's just kind of what works best for me. I show up to the gym. I just like getting it out of the way. I feel like I'm in a better mood when I've worked out and I have between a 15 to 30 minute walk to the gym, depending on where I am in LA. It's a 15 minute walk right now. I'm in Toronto. It's like a 25 minute walk. And it's just nice because I get to pair my walk with my gym routine as well. All right. So that brings me to walks. Okay. I try to do between eight to 12,000 steps every day. Of course, not every day is perfect, but that's what I aim for. And I typically get most of my steps out of the way in the morning. So as I said, on the days that I'm going to the gym, I walk to the gym versus drive to the gym, walk back. So just right there, I'm getting between like four to 6,000 steps, depending on how long my walk to the gym is. So on top of that, then I will take breaks during the day to quickly get a walk around the block or something in specifically while I'm taking meetings. So I typically batch my meetings either for the second half of the day or specific days. And on those days where I am taking meetings, I'll take it out on a walk. It is the easiest way to sneak in a walk while also being really efficient with work. So on most days, like I will do that. And if I don't have a meeting during the day, I will still make sure that I go out for like a 10 minute walk around the block or 15 minute walk around the block and come back. Look, guys, you know, the thing is that we can't just keep making excuses that, oh, I don't have time to do this. Right. Of course. Yes. On the odd day where my work is bananas, I don't have the time to go outside for a walk, okay? But this happens a lot less than the days that I am able to do that. So really make an effort to do that. Like it can be five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is, just get off your desk and go for a walk. I feel like when I come back, I'm performing better anyway. So I'm just like a little bit more efficient after getting a little bit of movement in. And then I also try to go for a walk in the evenings. So as I said, I'm currently in Toronto, which is right now really cold. Like yesterday, it was just just beyond. It was like not pleasant at all. So I didn't do a sunset walk yesterday, but for the most part, I do make an effort to go outside for a walk at sunset as well. So the reason I'm particular about this is because of light. So if you've heard old episodes of this podcast with either Dr. Michael Bruce, the sleep doctor, or the founder of Blue Blockers, it's like a blue light blocking glasses brand, you'll know that it's really important that we take in the light frequencies from the sun at different times of day because it helps optimize our circadian rhythm. So if you wake up with the sun, you know, at sunrise, that's probably best, but you have about a two hour window to go outside and get sunlight. And the rays that we get at that time of day, like the light frequency, basically signals to our bodies and brains to wake up. 
versus in the evening, the kind of light frequency that the sun is emitting is telling our bodies to wind down. Now, I have seen the results from studies that show that with these practices, our sleep cycle is better and it's more regulated. And I personally, from my experience, really do believe this because I notice when I'm really particular about waking up and going outside right away and getting in a quick sunset walk, it really does help the quality of my sleep. I am getting an aura ring to actually prove this, but I'm telling you, it just shifts everything. There's no reason why we shouldn't be going out first thing in the morning. You know, I remember back when I used to live in Toronto, I used to not want to go outside in the winter because it was so cold first thing in the morning. But now I'm so particular about it and it's completely changed my mood. It's changed my sleep. And it's just something that I feel like everyone should be doing. If you have ever painted a room, you know the struggle that is finding the right shade of paint, okay? You know what I'm talking about. It is the going back and forth between your home to the paint shop and back and then back again and then doing it 600 times over until you find the exact right shade. Well, this whole process is so antiquated and so inconvenient that, well, someone had to disrupt it. And that company is Claire, an innovative new e-commerce paint startup that takes the hassle out of paint shopping with a streamlined selection of designer curated colors, peel and stick paint swatches, and premium paint and supplies delivered straight to your door. If you need a little help choosing a paint color, you can try the Claire Color Genius Quiz, which is like having an interior designer help you choose your paint color. You just answer a few super easy questions about your space and your style and Claire delivers a personalized paint color recommendation just for you. Honestly, guys, just that alone is such a game changer because let me tell you the decision fatigue while, while you know trying to find the right paint color is something that no one needs in their life. Claire is offering you guys a special discount. Visit Claire at www.claire.com slash dream bigger to get started and receive 10% off your order. That's www.com slash dream bigger for 10% off. This episode is brought to you by Peak, where plants and science intersect. I have been a Peak paying customer for years now. I found the brand because of their daily radiance elderberry liposomal C formula, which is something I used initially for my immune system and I continue to use to this day. It's now been over, I want to say over like a year and a half, almost two. So you know that this product is really a holy grail one for me. So I love the Daily Radiance Elderberry Liposomal C formula because it is a liposomal delivery format and it's really just, it'll give you maximized absorption, which is really what you want from your vitamins. It also has elderberry, which is very good for the immune system. And what I love about it is that it's refined sugar-free. A lot of elderberry supplements on the market are not refined sugar-free. They're filled with sugars and it's just not something that I want to ingest. You know, like I'm, I'm having vitamins. I'm, I don't want dessert. So I really like Peak because this formula has two incredible ingredients for the immune system. And, you know, it's in a format that makes sense, aka liposomal. Peak has a limited time special offer for you guys. Go to peaklife.com slash dreambicker for 15% off and free shipping on your first month supply. That's peaklife.com slash dreambicker, spelled P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E dot com slash dreambicker for 15% off and free shipping on your first month supply. Trust me, you guys, this product is going to get you through cold and flu season and beyond. Enjoy. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What's the vibes? I'm EJ, head of special projects at DBA, and this is Who's On Content, a show that explores and dissects the influential, behavioral-altering power of content through thought-provoking, culturally relevant, 
and industry-shifting dialogues. We're chatting with social media platform leaders, marketers, journalists, and content creators contributing to the content shaping the global society we live in. I mean, folks, let's face it. Content is everywhere. It's visual. It's audible. Hell, it's even edible. Go with me for a second. The content of your favorite restaurant informs the content of your Yelp review. (laughs) See what we did there? Tune in to hear who's on content. I guess I can like kind of touch on my morning routine, although I feel like you guys are kind of getting the gist of it. And I do have a full episode on my morning routine. I can even do like, I guess, an updated one, but I'm just going to lightly touch on it. Okay. So in the morning, I wake up between, I would say 6.15 to 6.30. I get up, you know, use the bathroom, wash my face, all of that. And then I drink a lot of water. Like I'm talking a full bottle of water. I drink it. And then I have my coffee. Now I know, I know. Okay. Technically speaking, I should be pushing my coffee off 90 minutes. And some days I do that, but other days, Hey, I just do it because it's the time where I like to journal. My habit is like coffee and journaling together. It's kind of just what brings me so much joy. So yeah, I wake up, I have my coffee and typically I will either do the cinnamon Americano. Cinnamon has like a ton of benefits, including the way that caffeine is absorbed in your body. So it tends to cause you to be a lot less jittery when it comes to caffeine. It also has like other benefits such as blood sugar or blood glucose control, which actually the glucose goddess got into. She lightly discussed this on our episode together. So if you're interested, you should go listen to that episode as well. But cinnamon has a ton of benefits and it's delicious with coffee. It's just like the best combination ever. So I've been doing that for years now or I will do a bulletproof coffee. I do a bulletproof coffee like on certain times of the month now. I've kind of like timed it with my cycle. And the reason I like to do a bulletproof is because it keeps me really sharp. I tend to feel a little bit sluggish if I eat a lot first thing in the morning. And so a bulletproof is like a nice way for me to feel like I'm still fasting. MCT oil has a lot of brain boosting benefits. It helps battle brain fog. And so I really, really enjoy a bulletproof coffee first thing in the morning. And how I make that is a small teaspoon of grass-fed ghee, two teaspoons of MCT oil. I use the bulletproof brand and a little bit of cinnamon. I blend it together and it's like this creamy, delicious latte. So that is my coffee routine. So once I have my coffee, I take it with me, go to my couch and I journal for about 20 to 30 minutes, depending on how I'm feeling. You know, I've, I've done a whole episode on journaling practices. I self-guide myself and I use different kinds of prompts. It can be a highest self journaling prompt, which I talk about on the episode. So go listen to that. Or if I wake up and maybe I'm a little bit anxious or not in the best mood, which is rare, but it does happen. I talk to myself like I'm in the third person. So what I mean by this is, you know how when a friend comes to you, okay, and they are just talking crazy, okay? They've just gone off the deep end with their worries and their woes. And you are out there like a good friend talking logic to them because that's what they need at that time, right? So I think that when we're going through a tough time, our first instinct is like worst case scenario, right? It's just how the brain works. And so what this journaling practice helps me with is kind of rationalize with myself, A, like what is the root cause of my anxiety? Why am I feeling like this? What do I think is the worst case scenario? Why do I feel that way? And then just being really gentle and kind to myself. I know that that fear, that worst case scenario comes from an ego-driven place. And so I rationalize with that part of myself as like my highest self, if that makes sense. So I find that this is a really, really good, beautiful exercise to get me out of my head and from that like worst case scenario type of thinking back into a more grounded place. So that's a practice I really enjoy if I'm not feeling the best when I wake up. Otherwise, I have a ton of different practices, but essentially journaling is the thing that I always, always, always do every single day, no matter what, for my mental health. Everyone has, I think, a thing. And if you don't have a thing, you should have a thing, whether that is journaling, whether that is meditation, whatever it is. But I feel like doing something for your mindfulness is really important. And journaling is what I do. I used to meditate in the morning. I still do sometimes, but more often than not, I will leave meditation to the evening before going to sleep. The reason I do this is because, quite frankly, from a time perspective, I can't afford both journaling 
journaling and meditation, especially since I've started weight training at the gym, that just takes a little bit more of my time in the morning. And so if I'm to squeeze in a 20 minute meditation practice as well, it just takes way too long in my morning. So after I do my journaling, I just put on my shoes and I get out the door if I'm going to the gym that day. And if I'm not going to the gym, I still put on my shoes and get out the door to go on my walk. So as I said earlier on, if I'm going to the gym, I walk to the gym, do my workout. My workout is about 50 minutes, come back home, get ready for the workday, start my workday and go into you know whatever I'm supposed to do that day. Similarly, if I'm even just going out for a walk, then I go out for a long walk. It's typically an hour, come back. And on those days, I typically start my workday a little bit earlier because I don't have the gym on top of it, if that makes sense. So that is kind of my morning routine. Now, one of the questions that was really, really popular was about nutrition. So here's the thing, you guys, when it comes to nutrition, this is not like a one size fits all. And I'm not a doctor. I am, you know, not your healthcare provider. So it's just really important for you guys to figure out what works for you. So I'll go into intermittent fasting first. I like to intermittent fast because it's just what works for me. There's just so many health benefits that you can learn about, read about. But as a woman, it's really important to sync intermittent fasting to our cycles because at certain points of the month, we're just not meant to intermittent fast or fast for long periods of time our cortisol is already running high. So we don't want to put more pressure on our system and have cortisol rise even higher. And that time of month specifically is seven to 10 days, I believe, before our period. If you are interested to learn more about this, I would recommend reading The Betty Body by Dr. Stephanie Estima. Dr. Stephanie Estima was also on my podcast and we did a deep dive into all things hormones, female hormones. So you can listen to that episode as well. But her book is super good, super in-depth about how to fast with our periods. And another Another amazing resource is Dr. Mindy Pels, who I interviewed for the podcast and that episode is going to be releasing in January. And you guys, this episode is fucking incredible. Okay. I asked her everything that you want to know about fasting. So if this small discussion around intermittent fasting is too surface level for you and you can't be bothered to go read any books, then wait for my episode to come out with her. That'll be out first week of January. And that goes over everything you need to know about fasting as a woman. So yeah, if you are intermittent fasting, make sure that you fast according to your cycle. I do my longest fasts when I am on my period, which people don't realize that that is actually when we are primed to be fasting. It's just not something we know. And I go over why people don't realize this during my interview with Dr. Mindy Pell, so I'll like save it for then. But yes, I do my longest fast when I'm on my period. I don't get hungry, nothing like that. I typically do like 16 to 18 hours at that time. And on most days, I'm at least fasting for 12 hours. Even on the week before my period, I do like a 12-hour fast. I'm just not hungry before then, and I don't want to force myself to eat before then. So it's recommended you're not fasting for more than 8 to 12 hours, and 12 is the maximum, so I that's my cutoff as well. So on days where I am kind of intermittent fasting between, I would say like 14 up, depending on where I am in my cycle. I hope that makes sense. Now, in terms of how I eat when I do start eating, I am a big, big fan of savory breakfasts. Okay. So again, another podcast episode that you guys should listen to is my conversation with Jesse, the glucose goddess. We go into the merits of a savory breakfast, but you guys, like the benefits are incredible. Essentially, it helps regulate your blood glucose levels, which then has an impact on everything from our mood, productivity, energy levels throughout the day. It makes sure that we're not on this like appetite roller coaster where we're just so flung in each direction just because of our hunger hormones. So when you're giving your body sugar or something sweet in the morning, it just doesn't start us off on the right foot. And so I'm really particular about eating something savory first thing in the morning. The way I eat is I make sure that each of my meals has a ton of greens, protein, fiber, and fats, okay? That's how I make sure that I'm satiated at every meal and I have three big meals a day. Right now, what I'm really enjoying is a, it's like a hash. (laughs) So what I do is I take some ground grass-fed, grass-finished beef. 
I saute that with some onions, sweet potato, a bunch of spices, and then I have two fried eggs and a little bit of lobney. And I started incorporating a little bit more red meat into my days because I am severely anemic and I was noticing that my energy levels weren't up to par. And that typically happens when my iron levels have just really dropped, which tends to happen as it is. So I just need to be a little bit more mindful about my red meat consumption. And so I like to do that through really high quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef. Typically, like right now it's in the morning. Sometimes I'll do it in the evening as well, whatever, once a day. But right now I've been really enjoying this sort of breakfast in the morning. Otherwise, another few ideas is I'll do eggs with some fly by Jing sauce, some roasted cauliflower or broccoli, and just a simple arugula salad with olive oil and balsamic vinegar. That's like another really easy, yummy go-to breakfast for me. And then what else I've been enjoying is um, a piece of sourdough toast with a ton of sauteed mushrooms, which I do with rosemary and a little bit of balsamic and two eggs. And I always start my meals with a little bit of greens. Again, the reason is it helps with blood glucose control. It's also just an easy way for me to get my micronutrients in. I'm a big fan of vegetables first thing. So that is my breakfast. And then I wait for a few hours before I have lunch. And I have, again, I I already said three square meals a day. That's kind of what helps me regulate my energy levels. I also eat enough at my meals that I don't need to be snacking all day long. And I've noticed that I will only go get a snack on days where I've not eaten enough. So if I am craving a snack, I know that I've just not had enough at my previous meal. Now, look, you guys, everyone is different. Some people do need snacks and that is perfectly fine. It's just that this is kind of what works really well for me. On the off chance, I do have a snack. It's in the second half of the day. So not between breakfast and lunch, but between lunch and dinner. And that is because my lunch habits are typically not the strongest. And I'm not proud of this, but you know, I'm human and this is where I'm at. I typically have sometimes a smaller meal for lunch unless I have the foresight to prepare in advance. So on weeks where I am prepared, then I'll just kind of roast a bunch of vegetables and throw it into a salad that's easy to make. So, you know, roasted cauliflower, broccoli, sweet potatoes, and then I just mix it all together with some greens, like whether that's romaine lettuce, you know, arugula can be whatever. So I just do those roasted vegetables, greens, and like I have some dressing prepared, which is, I don't know, I can do it with tahini, do whatever you want, you know, like your favorite dressing or just buy some from the store. And then I have some protein prepared, which I, you know, it's usually chicken that I throw in the air fryer or something. So on weeks where I am prepared, I'll do like a salad or right now I've been having a soup and it's like a bone broth, delicious, like butternut squash soup. So if I'm prepared with my lunch, then I typically don't need a snack. But if I'm not, then I will do a snack. And that snack can be something small like chia seed pudding or coconut yogurt with some fruit or something like that. And then dinner, typically all my meals consist of primarily vegetables. So if you look at my plate, half the portion of it is vegetables and then quarter protein and a quarter carbs. I would say like that's like the easiest way for me to explain by carbs. I mean like starchy carbs like rice or, you know, sweet potato or quinoa, whatever I am eating. So that's kind of how I plate my dinner as well. So, you know, I'll do whatever protein of my choice with some vegetables that I really like and a little bit of rice if I do want it. If not, then I just do mostly vegetables and proteins. So that's kind of my nutrition and kind of everything that I eat throughout the day. One question, actually, while we're on the topic of coffee and all of that, I do not take my coffee with sugar, okay? This was a popular question. I haven't taken my coffee with sugar. When I started having coffee, I would have those like vanilla lattes. But since I got off of that, I am very much a black coffee gal. If I do lattes, I I I rarely do lattes. I'm going to be honest, guys. Like if I do a cappuccino or a latte, though, it'll be in the afternoon, never in the morning. And I typically opt for pistachio milk. That's kind of the only like that or cashew milk or I think it's hazelnut milk is the other. Those are the three that I really like. If a cafe doesn't have that, I'll just do like black. And sometimes I make lattes at home as well. Oh, my God. On that note, you guys need the Breville milk frother. It is amazing. So that's what I use to make lattes at home. And I use the Elmhurst either unsweetened cashew milk or unsweetened hazelnut milk. So those are my two favorite milks to use at home. Oh, and also, of course, 
the Tash pistachio milk as well. All three of these froth really nicely and go super well with coffee. So that covers all things nutrition, <laughs> food, coffee, etc. Okay, so let's get into sleep. So sleep is just as important as what time we wake up. And what time I wake up is very much determined by how well I'm sleeping and what time I'm sleeping. So I'm really particular about this. Typically on weekdays, I go to bed by 10.30 p.m. And on weekends, that changes depending on what my plans are. But yes, 10.30 p.m. is like typically my bedtime. Now, before going to bed, I have a wind down routine and that includes a meditation. So Dr. Joe Dispenza, there's like a playlist on Spotify with these like amazing sounds and that just helps get into a really good headspace. Or I do the Insight Timer. Insight Timer as an app has like a ton of meditations and there's like a lot of sleep meditations or manifestation meditations. So I like to do that literally right before I'm about to fall asleep. So before that, essentially when I'm ready for bed, I do my skincare, which I will get into because I know that this is also a popular question. So I do my skincare and then get into bed or whatever. And I read a book. I just finished Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which if you're looking for a book recommendation, I highly recommend that one. It's old Hollywood. It's juicy. It's just really, really freaking good. So if you guys are looking for a good book recommendation, I highly recommend that one. In terms of books, I only do fiction before bed. And the reason for that is because although I'm a big, big, big nonfiction fan, I just cannot read nonfiction before bed. I'm so stimulated that I'm not able to wind down and go to sleep. And I feel like fiction is a really great way to wind me down. And so I don't read anything that's like a thriller or like too sad because again, that just hinders the way I'm going to sleep and we don't want that. So before bed is like light, fun, good fiction. And during the day, I listen to audiobooks, which are nonfiction. So I'll do that while walking, running errands, doing the dishes, whatever. So I read. This can be for anywhere between 20 minutes to an hour sometimes, depending on how good the book is. Then I just do my meditation and I go off to sleep by 1030. So that's my nighttime routine. It's like a nice wind down routine that's realistic. I do watch a tiny bit of TV as well, but that's before obviously that I come to bed because I don't have a TV in my bedroom. I will never put it there. So if I'm watching something, it'll be something stupid like The Office, which is just good, easy entertainment. So yeah, that's my nighttime wind down routine. And the fact that I sleep at 1030 is the reason I'm able to wake up early in the morning. If I you know, sleep at midnight, I don't think I would be able to wake up at 6, 630. I need eight hours of sleep. Okay, seven and a half to eight hours of sleep is like my sweet spot. And I like to go to bed by 1030 because even if I need seven and a half hours, I give myself that 30 minutes extra so that there's no pressure for me to like fall asleep or anything like that. And speaking of sleep, before I go to bed, an hour before I go to bed, rather, I take the array sleep capsules. Obviously, we formulated it because I'm obsessed with it and it's like a game changer, but it helps me with high quality sleep. So it's, you know, not something that'll knock you out, but it does help you get like a better quality sleep. So I love our product. I am so proud of it and I use it every single day. So highly, highly recommend it. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough. 
to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. I guess I should maybe go into supplements since we're already talking about the supplement that I take before going to sleep. My daily supplements are a probiotic and typically I use either Genuine Health or Seed. I love them both. I use Genuine Health for a really long time. I've switched over to Seed recently and they have both been really good. I'm particular about a probiotic because it helps obviously with the overall kind of state of your gut, but also because for me, I used to be very, very prone to UTIs, especially after I'd have sex. And it just fucking sucked because I would always have to go on antibiotics and it was just really gnarly. I've noticed that since I started taking a probiotic, which is years ago, I don't get UTIs anymore. And so I just feel like it helps even with the bacteria in the vagina as well. So super, super particular about probiotics. And so to my girlies who are prone to UTIs, I'm telling you, this is a game changer. So outside of my probiotic, I always take vitamin D and I like to do 10,000 to 30,000 IUs. I run quite low on my vitamin D levels the last time I got it checked. And so this is the kind of comfortable level that I decided with my doctor. I highly recommend everyone gets their blood work done because you'll understand what kind of supplements you should be taking on account of that. And so vitamin D was one of those for me. I also right now, because it's cold and flu season, I take super like heroin doses of vitamin C. I use Peak, their elderberry vitamin C liposomal blend. Normally I do one sachet like across the year, but right now it's cold and flu season and I am so busy that I'm worried my immune system will not be able to keep up with me. And so because of that, I'm doing a super dose of it. So I take between two to three sachets across the day. And usually the typical dose is a thousand, but I just like to have way more when I know that it's like a compromised time for my immune system, if you will. I also love omega-3s. I like to use blends that are higher in EPAs versus DHAs. And I do omega-3s because it helps with inflammation. It helps with brain health. It's shown in studies to even help with overall mood. It helps battle things like depression, especially if you are in like a darker place where, you know, you could be prone to seasonal affective disorder. Omega-3 is just really, really helpful. It's just an incredible supplement that I recommend everyone takes. It's something that I've been told over and over by every health expert that I've ever interviewed has recommended that people take an omega-3. So it's a supplement that I take really seriously and I do not miss out on that. Also every day I take our Calm supplements from Array and I take it during the day because it helps me just show up as a less anxious, less jittery person. So that to me is like just very, very important. The Calm supplement that we have has a little bit of magnesium, but it's not enough that you can't take magnesium at night or you shouldn't take magnesium at night. So since I take our Calm capsules during the day, I also take just a magnesium powder at night. I use the Calm magnesium powder and I love combining magnesium with our sleep capsules. It's just an incredible combination and I feel like I have the best sleep because of it. I also take Crucera, which is essentially a very potent form of the actives in cruciferous vegetables and it helps with estrogen pathways. So I got a hormone test done last year and found that the way that my body was disposing of estrogen, I was using, I guess, a suboptimal pathway. There's like three pathways that we can use to dispose of estrogen. I was not using the right pathway as much as I should have. And so I use Crucera because it's a really good detoxer. I also really like to have berberine before meals. Berberine has like a lot of really good data behind it and its efficacy when it comes to blood glucose control and the way that we metabolize carbs. So I also really enjoy berberine. 
The other thing that I want to talk about, which I actually forgot, was electrolytes. So I use the Element electrolytes. I love their chili mango, I think it is, their raspberry salt, watermelon salt. Honestly, I love their flavors and I use it every day, especially because I work out and I feel like I'm someone who needs a lot of water to feel hydrated, like an absurd amount. So I use Element every single day. It is so yummy. It's just really, really, really good. It's my favorite electrolyte that I've ever found. I don't like sugar in my electrolytes. And this one is like literally just salt and I think like a little bit of stevia. So it's really good. So I have it every day, usually after my workout. And I really look forward to having it. During this time of year, when things are cold and fluy, I also like to take oregano oil every single day. I just do it as a preventative measure because honestly, guys, I cannot afford to get sick again. It happened once and that happened because I was so reckless with how I was treating myself and I wasn't being preventative with my supplement routine. I was treating my body like shit because I was so busy and I don't want that to happen again. So I'm just really particular now about taking things like oregano oil and high doses of vitamin C and all of that. So I believe these are all of my supplements that I take on a daily slash regular basis. Oh, and of course, bloat, (laughs) right? Bloat, of course. I take that on an as-needed basis. So, you know, if I'm eating a heavy meal, I take bloat. And if you don't know it, you should. It's an amazing product. It helps gently optimize our digestion. So I really, really like it. I take it, yeah, as needed, basically. So that's like typically a few times a week. Now, since we are talking about all of this in the same vein, I should move on to drinking and eating out. So this was actually a very popular question that you guys brought up. How often do I eat out, go out with friends? If I do, am I moderating how much I'm drinking? And I covered this in my productivity episode, the solo that I did. So you should go back and listen to that. But I typically go out for dinner with friends slash work obligations. A lot of weeks that can be between three to five times a week. So I'm out quite a bit. Right now I'm going through a period where it's like a little bit quieter and I'm really enjoying that. But I'm not opposed to going out to eat with my friends. I'm going to eat. I may as well do it with people if I need to. So absolutely not opposed to that. So what I like to do when I'm going out to eat, especially on at times where I'm like eating out a lot, is just make sure that I'm eating things that serve my body, which is like micronutrient dense. So a lot of vegetables. I like getting a salad when I'm going out to eat. And there is, I in my opinion, no shame in doing that. Like why would I be ashamed of getting a salad, which I think tastes delicious and is good for me? So that's kind of how I eat. In terms of drinking, if I'm going out a ton of times across a week, I am absolutely not drinking every night of the week. I drink maybe one night a week. Typically, it's like maybe two nights a month, if I'm being honest, especially when I'm in LA. My friends are really, really healthy. I think everyone's just on the same page. And you guys, like, look, I'm 31 years old. I'll do what I want, you know? So even if I'm in an environment where most people are drinking and I don't feel like drinking, I just don't drink. I just say no. I don't need to drink. I have my water. No one seems to mind. If people mind, then I don't think I should be hanging out with them to begin with. But I feel like I've gotten to a place in my life where I'm just comfortable making whatever decisions make me happy. And, you know, if that means drinking, then that's drinking. And if not, it's not. So I don't drink very often. If it's like a very, very, very social time, like I don't know, it's an off season and I have like a hundred things to go to then maybe once a week, but typically like once or twice a month, as I said. So yeah, I don't drink very often and I don't feel the pressure to either. Last thing that I'm going to cover as part of this is skincare. Okay. This has been a very hot topic that you guys have been requesting. And I know that I said that I would do it on Instagram stories. I probably will, but just wanted to give you guys the details since you are my podcast listeners. So in the morning, favorite products right now is Wake Up. I do not use a cleanser in the morning. Instead, I use the Fortuna Micellar Cleansing Water. It has a ton of antioxidants and just like a lot of benefits and it doesn't strip my skin, which is what I really like. It's a beautiful product, you guys, like very, very luxe, high quality, highly recommend. So I do that. Then I use the SOS spray from Tower 28. And then 
in terms of serums, I'm using the oligoprotein from Biologique Recherche. And I just, I really like it. It's a nice brightening serum. I also really like the CE Ferulic from SkinCeuticals, but I'm going through a phase right now where I'm using mostly Biologique Recherche. So I will say that. And then I use the Augustina's Butter Rich Cream, a little bit of sunscreen every day, no matter how rainy, dark, whatever it is, I still use sunscreen. Right now I'm using the Super Goop Tinted Sunscreen. Really like it, highly recommend. I also really like the Kula Sun Drops. If I want a little bit more coverage, I will use the Say Beauty, I think it's the Sun, I'm forgetting, Sun Visor, whatever. It's like their tinted sunscreen, it's amazing. So all three of these are really good sunscreen options. Nighttime, if I'm wearing makeup, then I do a triple cleanse. For the first cleanse, I use the Mara Beauty Cleansing Oil. It is absolutely fucking incredible. You guys, I can shout from the rooftops. I've been using this product for over a year. I will forever be a customer. It takes all makeup off. It is the most beautiful consistency you have ever used in oil cleanser. It's amazing. So I've not used makeup wipes in years this is my go-to. So I take off all my makeup with the oil cleanser and then I finish off my cleanse with the Biologique Recher cleansing milk, I think it's called. So it's like a nice gentle cleanser that again, doesn't strip your skin, which is really, really important to me. Then I alternate on some days, I will do the Biologique Recherche P50. Then after that, I use the placenta serum from Biologique Recherche and then just a cream. Right now I'm using the Biophase oil from Fortuna as well. It's amazing. It's like a really good moisture lock. I also love the Mara Beauty face oil. I think it's a universal face oil. And sometimes I'll just use good old Augustina Spotter Rich Cream for the second time in my day as well. So I just alternate between all of these depending on how I'm feeling. Oh, and also in terms of eye cream, I like to use eye cream in the morning versus the night. And that is because I learned from Ida Bikaj, who is an esthetician that was on my podcast, that if we use eye cream in the nighttime, we're not draining fluid. And so it can lead to a little bit of puffiness. So I like to use it in the morning versus the nighttime. So that's just me. Obviously, do your own research. I am obsessed like sickeningly obsessed with the Biologique Recherche Mask Vivant. It is incredible, you guys. This thing just makes your skin glow. Nish uses it for his eczema. His eczema disappears when he uses it. It's a really, really good mask. I went through a phase where I was using it almost every day. I would continue to do that if it wasn't for a time thing. And so I use the Mask Vivant at least two to three times a week. And the way that I do it is first I cleanse, then I use the P50, then I use the Mask Vivant, take off the Mask Vivant, do my serums, you know, cream, all of that. So highly, highly, highly recommend that mask. So that I believe is my entire current skincare routine right now. I have been keeping it very simple. It's been working. I've been really happy with it in terms of facials because I know I'm going to get this question. So I get a facial at least once a quarter. I would say every other month if I'm being honest. I go in LA to Pelicure. I'm obsessed with them. I go to Haley if you haven't been yet unbelievable. She's like, I don't know, like a gift from God to this world. So highly, highly recommend her. I also love going to Pelicure for a Korean scrub. I feel like, you know, not only does it take off all the dead skin and all of that, it's also amazing because the way that they scrub your skin, it's like a lymphatic drainage as well. So really, really recommend, you know, if you're in LA to go get a Korean scrub again, like I go once every other month and I come out having done a scrub and a facial as well. So those are like my people and I go to them all the time. On top of that, in terms of other like wellnessy services that I do, I like going to a body worker. I go to dentist from Peak Wellness. It is very, very hard to get an appointment with him, but thankfully I got a referral. So I adore him. Last time I went to him, I had like a little bit of a shoulder situation. And so he's amazing. Like he kind of gets rid of everything. I go for massages. I like to go depending on how bad my body is. And what was it like last month? It was really, really, really bad. I was in poor condition because just long story. But at that point I was going once every other week 
and I go to Charles. He is an incredible massage therapist. I highly recommend if you have a membership at the Equinox in West Hollywood. I love him. He's a magician. So that's who I go to for massages. Otherwise, I try to go once every six weeks as well. So I love getting a massage. I feel like it's just really, really good for my muscles, especially because I work out a lot. So that's who I go to for massages. When I'm in Toronto, I have two incredible physiotherapists slash chiropractors that I go to. So I go to Dr. Olia Vistram at Wellbe Clinic. Amazing. So, so good. And I go to Chris at the Institute of Human Mechanics in Toronto. And he's really great because he also combines acupressure and acupuncture with everything as well. So those are, I guess, the wellness services that I typically do. And then of course, like I'll have odd things here and there depending on needs, but this is like the kind of mainstays in my routine. One of the questions that you guys asked is how do I not get confused with so many wellness trends and things out there? And thing I will tell you here is that, look, there's always going to be trends. The thing is that we have to get our basics right. And now I've gotten to the point where I've been in this industry for so long. And, you know, this is like a passion project and everything that I am is like wellness, I guess. Like I'm so, so passionate about it is that I realized that I will always do my research and I mean deep research before I just do a trend and a trend means nothing if I don't have my basics right. So this is like the foundation of my wellness. Anything else that I add in is an accessory. It's the same way that like if our nutrition is off, we can't supplement our way into like good nutrition, right? Like supplements are a supplement. And so wellness trends are exactly that. They're like a supplement to your overall foundation. So don't feel swayed this way and that by wellness trends. Instead, focusing on getting your foundations right. And our foundation is actually really quite simple if you think about it. It is, you know, ensuring that we're getting good sleep, ensuring that we're getting micronutrients that our body needs, ensuring that we're optimizing for when we're working best, doing things that bring us joy, taking care of our mental health. So if you have those things right, everything else is an accessory. So I'm going to leave it at that. I hope you guys found this episode helpful, useful. You know, you walk away with a bunch of nuggets and, you know, if there's other topics you want to request or you want me to discuss in depth, obviously like leave it in the review section, DM me on Instagram at Siv Hyder, and I am excited for the next episode. So I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif Hyder. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people, learn and unlearn, and have a lot of fun. See you next week. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.